0: Sick. Popped her in. Bob Duran. Bob Duran. Bob Duran. I popped it in. Bob Duran popped it in.
1: Welcome to the Mock Stars Podcast, everybody. My name is Jordan Garcia. I'm one of your hosts, one of the better ones, and I'm joined by my two friends and two of the other hosts of the Mock Stars Podcast, Evan Kunai.
0: Oh, dude, the better ones.
2: She- and Christopher Ritter. Top three host. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 All right, guys, today we're talking about Evan's shitty attraxa deck, but before we get to that, we got some intro topics. We're talking about... Morrow's teasers for Frexia All Will Be One. Some spicy, spicy nuggets in there. After that, a quick little discussion on why no brawl, why no brawl, why is brawl, why is thing? it a
2: digital only format? Exactly.
1: I think it has potential and it has legs as a physical format. We just uh, aren't giving it any love. All right. So first things first. Morrow dropped some bombs on us today. Oh
0: yeah, this teaser was actually lit as fuck uh, because. While we all knew quite a bit about the rares that were going to be in this set and all the keywords and stuff, that stuff has already been shown, and he acknowledges that just by being like, "Hey, if you want to see it, it's out there." Um, so some of this stuff has already been like spoiled in a way. But this list was very enlightening.
1: Yeah, we got some really cool stuff. I think one everybody's hyped for is the uh, the new sort of blank and blank is coming out. Let's go! Hopefully, it's the Gruel one. I'm hoping It's Demir. I'm you know, I'm the Demir guy. Those are the
2: only two left to those, complete the cycle. Supposedly or, those okay. are the two last yeah. ones. Yep. Chris, what's your vote? Uh my vote for of tomorrow spoilers. hmm Uh or for the uh for the of the two, the swords. Of the two? I would you I actually see? have never run any of the swords in any deck. That's fair. Yeah. So, uh, whatever, I'm just happy that you guys are having fun. I, I, <laughs> like, like, way to Chris not take sides. sides. Yeah. 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 Way to not take sides on that. Yep. Truly do not have an opinion. <laughs> is there
1: anything else that's uh, catching you guys' eye from the, the
2: spoilies today? No. I, you know what I enjoy about this is that like when Mark Rosewater releases this list, it's like the people on Reddit the community coming together to be like all right let's decipher this and like what figure out be- like what's going to happen and like also like you know what they don't figure out seeing what they're hype for like everyone is hyped to find out like what the phyrexian dinosaur is
0: i was just going to mm. say that like they've always like dinosaurs have been this like sort of like kooky almost meme type creature in uh, in the past and so now that they're doing phyrexian dinosaur i'm super stoked for it yeah
2: give us a phyrexian ape like, yes, let's pull all those, I like, minor tribes. Phyrexian squirrel. Right. You know? What if they just, like,
1: started pulling legendaries out of the past and, like, just, hey, you're Phyrexianified now? Would be I
2: mean, insane. they kind of have with, like, Venser. Um True. Yeah. Yeah, Vensor's hot. I'm going to say, like, a Phyrexian Kogla. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that, oh, yeah. Get out of here. Kogla's already too good. That'd be so hot. Yeah,
0: I would say that one thing that piqued my interest on this is if one or more tokens would be created under your control, twice that many of those tokens are created instead. Ooh. Yeah, definitely
2: all every single one of those effects that already exists, like a Doubling Season and Parallel Lives, is a super expensive card.
0: Yeah, even uh, Adrix and Nev or whatever is a card that's still continuously rising. Uh, just because of that wording that it has, a creating double the number. Yeah, and of focus. isn't
2: there some sort of interaction with the new Elish Norn right there? Um, because, like, if an ETB happens, it doubles the effect for you, right? Yes. So, doubling, doubling, like, I don't know how that interacts.
0: Yeah, I think it's just three triggers. Okay. Most of yeah. the time, yeah. But it just that's it to be able to double it, tells you how valuable it already is. And then to triple
1: it just sends it through the roof. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, that's when you're really breaking parity if you're able to, like,
1: Uh, stack those effects like that. Right. The other thing I'm seeing is a four-color legendary creature. Is that going to be our Atraxa? Oh, 100%. So we're talking four-color, we're not
0: talking five-color. is definitely not on the same side. Like, he is still (laughs) the same.
2: fair enough. You know, that was the reason for Atraxa's colors being what they were initially. They are teasing some, like, big uh betrayals in the storyline yes they like, are so maybe we're losing blue for like getting red in a So and you see a different element that's true because there's the whispers of jingataxias having his own plan
0: mm-hmm. in the background of this whole thing so, as well as shulred having her own plan yeah yeah they're very much solo entities being united by one um and god i really wish uh, a track so would have been five colors here, so all will be one, you know, and mm-hmm. sort of uniting all of those praetors. But I totally get, I, I get, totally get if like they drop one of the colors and add red. In yeah, it.
2: there's a lore component to back that up. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be sweet. I fuck with that. Yeah, we haven't seen any Urbrask in, in True. anything in a while since Nuka Penno, right? Right. Yeah, uh, he's, he's just been that outlier, right,
1: in the tribe. I'm also seeing a Phyrexianized Staff of Domination, historically a very good card in lots of combo outlets. So I'm just hoping to see something a little better.
2: I wonder little well, 2023 was... Staff yeah, of Domination. You know, you know what I'm saying it's weird because like Wizards is of like two minds when they do this kind of stuff. Like either they print the improved version that people want, or they print an obviously nerfed version, not nearly as good. Like I forget what it's called, but if you look in uh, Brothers War, there's like a super nerfed Phyrexian altar. Um, right. Astronaut's mm-hmm. altar, yeah, which is it like, starts, you know, it, it's the updated version that you can have standard legal, like trans- but it's just, yeah, Transmorgant, transmorgant altar, or something of that nature. Yeah, yeah, but then there's the crown too that
0: is just the clearly like downshifted uh, skull clamp too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, I would say like uh, that is a spicy little thing, the Phyrexianized Staff of Domination, because when I think about that, my first thought is. Are we going to get colorless
1: Phyrexian mana now? Like pay two life to activate this artifact? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a fucking awesome idea. Or
0: like in order to cast it. You know, it's Phyrexian colorless mana. Yeah, we haven't seen that
1: yet. That'd be very cool.
0: I feel like he would have maybe sprinkled that in the list
1: had it been like part of
0: the set. But I mean, if you're hiding that and you're going to keep that for like the spiciest mythic in the set.
1: I, I'm, I'm cool with that, too. Mm-hmm. I also like seeing the phrasing here. Uh, then, if a graveyard
2: has 20 or more cards in it, you draw three cards? Yeah, that's completed, Jace. I, I think... Oh, that, we already have this one? We saw partial text on okay. that spoiled for a few weeks now. Yeah, it was super and, fuzzy, and I was like, yeah. I'm not going to fucking bother reading this. Yeah, I mean, that fits most neatly into that slot.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm chill with that. I like drawing three cards. Ancestral Recall's good
0: yeah they're really doing a lot of doubling effects here and it just to me this says this is going to be one of the more valuable sets for commander in recent memory yeah we're seeing a lot of like
2: complex rules at play in this Mm -hmm. set which is generally like the things that get picked up in commander yeah
0: yeah, and then there's the one that we know. We just saw Vraska get spoiled. Um, if a tar- if target player has fewer than nine poison counters, they get a number of poison counters equal to the difference. And then the fact that her zero is also a proliferate just is, yeah, I think that's just great flavor. Uh, she can just w- literally do the job herself and just win the game.
2: Yeah, I mean, so. it's not that hard to get five black mana. I mean, one black mana and then four colorless and two life, you know? Right. Pretty easy. Yeah. So overall, this this list is actually spicy. It's a little bit more, uh, sheds a little bit more light
0: on the set, even though we haven't seen any of the mythics. Well, we haven't seen some of the mythics yet. Um, It's still really exciting. This is like
1: a juicier teaser than Mario usually lets out, I'd say. Yeah.
0: Regardless of like how many rares have been spoiled and, you know, we know 58 of 60 of them.
2: I still think there's still uh, there's a lot to be revealed and there's a lot of excitement left. for Totally. Very, very hyped. Yeah, I mean, everything we've seen this, from this set has been uh, has had a lot of gas. Mm-hmm. So I would expect the mythic cycle to definitely uh, bring a lot of excitement.
1: I'm also excited, like, as far as the structure of the release cycle of 2023, that we're not starting off with just some kind of, like, gimme throwaway set to start off the year quiet. I mean, that's kind of
2: Dominaria remastered.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But I think, yeah. like, in terms of, like, standard legal, uh, that was dog shit to draft, by the yeah, way.
2: Yeah, it was the absolute um, worst.
1: <laughs> um, but I, I think, like... Having such a big story impact right at the top of the year and then kind of like all of that disseminates to other sets throughout the rest of the year's release i think that's going to be pretty cool
2: mm-hmm. yeah i mean if you go on reddit you already see people looking at the like lore of this set and like speculating what march and march of the machines it's going to bring yeah i mean it's definitely like,
1: making me want to get more into lore which is something i you know really usually ignore for the most part in magic yeah, I don't wanna I get
0: mean, into it. Everyone always says that every story has already been told. Just it gets retold in you yeah. know with different words How from time cool to time. Are you tell it? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like they're telling a really cool rehashed version of something I've never even heard before. I feel
1: like I, this I mean they are
2: literally thing. retelling like the core of Magic's story, which yeah. is like Urza versus the Phyrexians.
1: <laughs> which was like the Avengers One movie storyline there we go well. now we're tying it putting all the pieces <laughs> together <laughs> but anyway we are moving on to our next topic here we're talking
2: why no brawl why no brawl you can so that. what is brawl brawl is for it, people not logged on
1: fair enough fair enough yeah. it is uh 1v1 commander essentially you still have a 100 card deck you have 25 life um and card pool wise it's a smaller than commander It is what is standard legal. Now, there's a version on Arena that is historic Brawl, which is a little different.
2: It has... Closer to Pioneer. Closer to Pioneer. It's got
1: alchemy cards and bullshit. and We're not talking about that right now. Um, While viable online, not in the real world. I do think... There is a world for Brawl to exist in paper, and I wish it did because I would be totally stoked to build a Brawl deck.
2: I mean, I, I feel like Brawl in paper shortcuts a lot of like rule zero conversations that mm-hmm. you have to have, and like shortcuts the idea of like uh, having to be truthful about the power level or being able to like right. gauge the power level of your deck in those conversations.
1: Yeah, like coming from Commander, which is four player, um, very like talkative kind of thing where we're, you know, very casual uh, communicating about what we want to play and what we want to see. Going into a 1v1 when I started playing modern or whatever, I was like, oh, it's very different. It is just you're there to win. You'll slip the other person's throat and we'll walk away. Uh, So it is applying that concept uh, exactly to a commander style deck building.
0: Yeah. A lot of this rule zero stuff goes out the window as soon as you just whittle it down to 1v1. It's like uh, one of us is coming out of here alive. Like that is just the understanding, like the very basic principle of it.
1: Yeah. Like hand hate feels bad in commander especially when it's like you know you target one person it doesn't affect the two other people that's a feel bad whatever but 1v1 handhate is just awesome like a thought sees is it against the other person that is one great card you no longer have access to
0: yeah that's one cool thing about brawl i guess compared to like a four-player commander game is that cards do different things Right? Like, Dockside is not legal, and, uh, you know, it, it's just overpowered in the commander format. Exactly. But it, o- already
2: a good reason to play Brawl. Yeah. Right? is not legal. <laughs> yeah. if, that's, if you hear <laughs> nothing else.
0: Yeah. Well, there is one card that is legal that is a bit unnerving, and that's Paradox Engine. It's something that is played in pretty much every deck at the competitive level in Brawl.
1: Yeah. So. It is kind of insane that that is still legal, but I think. If there is enough of a player base to generate people putting eyes on a ban list, people will come to the conclusion that we should ban. Paradox. Does
2: Brawl have a ban list uh, already? Yes, it does. Okay. Um, I don't know off the top of my head. Is, is it just the stuff that entered via the like uh, Strixhaven archives that like channel and things like that, where they had to adjust it for historic, or is
1: for it- sure like yeah, those are definitely banned. Uh, okay. Uh, but, but is it,
2: it's also things specific to the format it does have where they're like too much bandits. of a combo enabler. Correct. And, okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, the, I have, there was a few things I was kind of surprised by, but also like um, one thing I've seen a lot of people talking about needing banned is Dark
2: Ritual. Because yes. Because that is extremely, extremely good. Yeah, it's a mana accelerator for sure. <laughs> yeah. It has put in work for, you know, 30 years now plus. Yeah. So
0: it's funny that we say that Brawl is not. A format, but Wizards of the Coast is still honoring it and updating the the ban list.
1: Yeah, I mean, it makes sense.
0: Yeah, it's funny because uh, right now their ban list for, for Brawl is Chalice of the Void, Dranith Magistrate, Lutri, Oko, Omnath Locus of Creation, Rune Halo, Sorcerer's Spyglass, Winota, and Pithing Needle. And you those know, are the only cards mm-hmm. that are banned. You
2: know what's interesting is that they banned draineth magistrate as well as like sorcerer spyglass and pithing needle which capture aspects of that um you know a lot of people if you go on reddit they're calling for you know they want draineth banned in commander because you know it's a card that like on its face just like keeps you know keeps that asymmetry of like three other players at the table can't cast their commander right um i guess it is way more op in one verse one where it's just like you have the player that plays it and then the player that can't cast their commander <laughs> anymore. It's pretty crazy. They're like, just literally yeah. pinned to the ground. They yeah. can't they can't move. There, or they at least can't enact the
0: strategy that their deck is built around. And I totally get that. Like it makes everyone just want to play uh, one one color deck and that is white if white needs to be included in your deck if the magistrate is legal and i get why that's wh- why winota is also banned winota is just insane they're also they're insane in it. commander yeah yeah so it, it just it honestly doesn't scale up or down based on like what format you're playing commander or brawl winota still is just as strong in either format it's crazy yeah that's actually true yeah (laughs) it doesn't gain anything
1: like i in cdh i play my malcolm vile smasher list and that really suffers from losing a person right like my combo requires having enough people to hit so i can generate enough treasures to go infinite you know dock sides get way worse and stuff like that um and so there's a lot of weirdness in cdh you know they're mechanically speaking magic is really tough to keep on the rails at four players, especially when you're playing some of the most broken cards in Magic's history. Um, and there's a lot of weirdness. Sometimes we're at a tournament in the first game of the tournament. We're a three, three player pod, you know? Yeah. And like, uh, so that really just kind of changes the the texture of the game and what you're able to do sometimes. And it's creates a lot of weirdness, I think. So I think in my head, brawl is actually kind of a great way to clean things up in a competitive nature for commander. Uh, and while still playing, kind of the similar vibe.
0: Yeah, ever since Brawl was introduced with Throne of Eldrain, those like pre-constructed decks, they were saying that the decks were sixty cards. I think that's the size of the deck that they sold you. Mm-hmm. And then they were saying, yeah, it's standard legal, so everything that's in standard rotates, and that's how Brawl will operate. Uh, I I love the idea. I've always thought Commander needed that, like Commander needed that line drawn in the sand to be like, sort of like the way they did it with Modern, right? When they had decided to like cut uh legacy and vintage away and say like here's the line in the sand this is now modern and then here's another line this is the rotating format and standard yeah and that goes commander beyond like that. the
2: the distinction between like commander and like battle cruiser commander which is also like kind of like a rule zero discussion where you're like hey we're all in agreement that we're here to just drop chunky bodies yeah. yes
0: yeah and uh, I think it would just go a long ways. i know it 's like that rule zero conversation blah blah blah, like everyone 's gonna come into expecting one thing and then you could potentially be playing another thing and you now all of a sudden your decks aren 't legal because you 're playing a Mana crypt, uh you know and you don 't have a card to replace it with you or whatever to like' so one thing that 's keeping you from playing a, a particular format so brawl, I think it 's up and coming check it's it 's rising. And if you uh, guys like content creators on YouTube, Covert Go Blue does an incredible series on historic brawl, and it's been a lot of fun to watch. Uh, so give that a shout, too. Like, yeah,
1: He's a right. great, great content creator. Uh, last thing I want to say, because I forgot to mention it, you also get to have planeswalkers instead of creatures as Ooh. your commander, That's which true. is pretty freaking dang cool. Yeah, it's made for some tasty brews. Very tasty brews. Tons of more options on the table. It's pretty sick.
2: Now what is uh, you you know what? Let's not get on this tangent. Never mind.
1: <laughs> we'll talk more about brawl in the future as we fuck around with it. Maybe we get our uh, pod to print off some decks and yeah, play some. Uh, but moving on to our main and most illustrious topic, Atraxa. We're talking about Evans Atraxa deck. Atraxa. Yeah, perfect timing. You know, we're just about to go into the like more one spoilers and everything like that. So it's perfect. We're talking old school attraction. You know it. You love it. You hate it. Evan, I'm sorry about your deck. I hate it. You hate your deck.
0: Yeah, I hate my deck. And it's not for, uh, it's not because it's without passion. This was one of the first decks that I ever built.
2: I mean, we have a deck tech pod on this. And I think you mentioned last week in the episode rebuilding this deck
0: yeah yeah yeah. i was rebuilding it it was way back the history goes way back to like before war of the spark before like planeswalkers i mean planeswalkers are still a thing but um i was playing this deck and this is the deck that i was playing against jordan when i taught when i taught you how to play jordan and then one v one yeah playing one v one and this was just a deck that could surmount any obstacle it just seemed and it's like the reason that i hate it now is because it almost feels like I'm watching the movie Jaws, and I am Jaws. And whenever people see it come out and sit in the command zone, it's like, da-na,
2: da-na. And then once a Traxa hits the board, they're gonna kill it. Yeah, I mean we've been holding up that removal this whole time waiting for you to cast it. Yep. Yeah,
0: literally, I there was there were three games that we played one night and I didn't get to connect with a Traxa once. Yep. I got like one Proliferate trigger and it was it was hard. Like it was a hard pill to swallow, but. Before the games even started, I said, You got to keep it down. Like, you got, you literally have to keep the lid on a
2: track, otherwise, it gets out of control. I mean, even if you don't know that and you don't get that warning, there's enough keywords on that card where you're just like, Well, probably some bullshit's going to happen. Yeah, to watch (laughs) out for. So, while I do love and hate, there's a love
0: hate relationship thing going on here. This deck has a reputation. It doesn't matter how you build it, it doesn't matter what cards are in it. If Atraxa sits in that command zone and there's a potential for it to hit the battlefield, you will be targeted. So, uh, even at the Rule Zero conversations, I can't seem to convince people that this deck is not the Atraxa deck that you've come to know and love or hate. Uh, This one is different. And just people that just do not are not convinced at all. So, what I've done with Atraxa is sort of fall back. I think it's been something that a lot of players we do is we move forward too quickly through sets. And like the amount of sets we see recently has just been overwhelming. And so I dialed it back to Strixhaven. It's nice to go back. Yeah, yeah. It's great to go back. Um, I dialed it back to Strixhaven when Magecraft and Fractals were a thing. Mm -hmm. Because I think one of the biggest, like, junkiest, Timmy things I can do is make... A big plus one plus one creature with no abilities that's just gonna smash face so uh, that's what I did is I built attractals or fractal whatever you want to call it and it's been a lot of fun to play because you get to play some pretty crazy cards like fractals don't have a ton of support there's a few like there's the one board wipe oversimplify which is three green and a blue sorcery that exiles all creatures and then each player creates a zero zero green and blue fractal creature token and puts a plus one plus one counters on it equal to the total power of creatures that they controlled that were exiled this way and at the end step you don't have to proliferate their things you can but you don't have to so you can proliferate your things and then uh, Deka fractal theorist I've always loved this card mm-hmm. like it's great magecraft is busted magecraft is busted and i mean it's Shark part of fluent. an
2: infinite combo at, which, at least with chain of smog and which with i'm playing Apprentice, yeah. of course yeah
0: because i mean it's not that great i'm just creating like it's super funny though yeah. so fragile it's so <laughs> fragile <laughs> it hits the battlefield and it's like yeah and then i'll cast chain of smog and they're like okay then what happens and i go i guess i create i create infinite two twos I'd let I let do you not discard have your hands. hand. In yeah, three two two. So no I, like, way to def- you <laughs> <laughs> <I> have no <laughs> way to defend myself. It's got to go all the way around the table before it gets back to me. <laughs> There's no way that's ever happening. <laughs> so the combo's in there, but it's not like amazing by any means. Um, I'm also playing like another wipe perplexing test. I know it's not like strictly related to fractals, but it was from Strixhaven in this commander decks. It's
1: kind of going yeah. the vibe, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm bouncing all non token creatures back to their hands and that leaves my board intact so hopefully one-sided a great card that is maybe not getting enough credit in general is emergent sequence i love it it's one in a green a sorcery search your library for a basic land card put it onto the battlefield tapped then shuffle that land becomes a zero zero green and blue fractal creature token put a or creature but still a land put a plus one plus one counter on it for each land you had to enter the battlefield under your control this turn so if you play a fetch and then you play that you have a three three on the battlefield not bad can, not a bad rate i yeah. could definitely
1: see some like constructed deck building around that and trying to like just crank out some like three or four drop creatures
0: yeah and then you just go ahead and uh the next turn you play atraxa and then you just proliferate that and now you've you're looking at a four four and that's a five five and a six six like and, you know, it depends what kind of, like, enchantments and good stuff you're playing with it. Like, Doubling Season or whatever. Primal Vigor. Um, this is, on my scale of powerful enchantments that don't get enough credit, is at the top of my list. And it's Paradox Zone. It's four and a green uh, enchantment that enters the battlefield with a growth counter... And then at the beginning of your end step, double the number of growth counters on Paradox Zone, then create a fractal creature token and put X plus one plus one counters on it, where X is the number of growth counters on Paradox Zone. Does start
1: getting out of hand. Even without a track, so you're like, it's a clock.
0: Yeah, it's just generates like these crazy huge creatures. And like yeah, doubling season again. There's all those like uh If you create a token, create twice as many instead. Or, like, you can play Vorinclex, and all of a sudden the amount of plus one, plus one counters you're putting on it are
2: crazy. Yeah, even if you're not putting new cardboard on the battlefield with this deck... Every turn, you're spending some amount of ta- time, like a worrisome amount of time, like changing the amount of counters on things. Yeah. You yeah. know, <laughs> yeah. no about to happen. Yeah. Is,
0: yeah. Honestly, it's probably the one thing that just sets off so many alarms with people is like, yeah, uh, I'll go into my end step and give me like four or five minutes. I have to start flipping dice over. Put a counter on blast zone and I'm just like, kill him. Yeah. <laughs> gotta
1: start going right to face.
0: Uh, so Paradox paradox Zone, great card. Even if you're not playing a I still think it's a great card. Uh, If you're playing anything plus one, plus one counter focused, um, Fractal Harness is the next card. And these cards are a little bit more pet. Like, their their pet cards are not essentially, they're not essential to the strategy, but they do uh, fractal things. Uh, So Fractal Harness is an equipment you can use whenever the creature attacks it's equipped to double the number of plus one, plus one counters on it. Sequence Engine is a way to exile creature cards from other players' graveyards to either disassemble uh, combos or just in general have creature board like presence on your board with creatures. Geometric Nexus. Now, this actually set off some alarms. It was hilarious to see it happen last week because on turn two, I play this. And then
1: the whole table goes, kill him! And I was like, what? It was like the first thing you had that you could potentially proliferate and didn't even have a track out. So <laughs> what does <is> this card do?
0: <laughs> so Geometric Nexus is a two-mana artifact that says, whenever a player casts an incident or sorcery spell, put a number of charge counters on Geometric Nexus, equal to the spell's mana value. And then you can pay six, tap it, remove all of the counters... And then create a fractal with plus one plus one <laughs> counters equal to it. So, that was too much. <laughs> Wait. It's like you don't even get counters left over for you to like proliferate afterwards. You literally have to remove the whole the whole shebang and then you get a creature that has no abilities,
2: c- does not have haste. And just sits on the board. I just feel like anytime you're at a table and no matter what's going on and someone starts doing complicated math, it's just like, it's not going to turn out well for you. <laughs> just like, Let me just stop yeah. you. Let me just stop you there. Yeah. It's dead.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It got up to 12 counters and then I finally uh, was in the shit, like doing nothing. And I was like, well, I guess I finally have six mana and these guys have gotten off my fucking back. <laughs> so I'll activate. And I put a 12-12 on the board and... <laughs> The awesome thing was, is that I had a Hadana's climb on the on the battlefield too. Put a plus one plus one counter on it, flipped it, and then went to combat. Activated the hidden temple of Rosca or whatever it is, or winged temple of Rosca, and then turned it into a twenty two twenty two or something like that. And attempted to kill Kyle. So
2: you <laughs> get that you were doing too much, and this why putting I'm putting the target on your back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you do you do
0: shit
1: like that.
2: Yeah, yeah
0: and I we have to kill you. So. Uh, there's one more card that really focuses in on, on uh, fractals that sort of like instigated the next little package I built into the deck, and that is Kazmina from um, from uh, Strixhaven. It is Kazmina Enigma Sage. It is a three mana planeswalker, one a green and a blue. Each other planeswalker you control has the loyalty abilities of Kazmina Enigma Sage. And so you can negate it. You can go get an mm-hmm. instance or sorcery mm-hmm. and then cast it for free. But the most important thing you can do is you can neg X and put a fractal on the freaking battlefield with X plus one plus one counters. So that is the whole reason I put in this package of Planeswalkers. What like, the
1: fractal? That's what you should call the deck.
0: What's that? What the fractal? What the fractal? And like I said, I, when I show up at a table with this deck, I'm like, guys, just... Any assumptions you might have. Just please. I just want to resolve Kasmina. Temper your expectations. Don't worry. I'm <laughs>
2: not trying to kill you with Atraxa the other way. It's a different way. It's a it's new a exciting diff- way for you. Exactly. Yeah.
0: It's a new exciting way to lose to Atraxa. Uh, playing Kiora, with Beckoner just for that card draw. Oko, Thief of Crowns. Tameo, Field Researcher. And this one's just been a pet card of mine. And I know it's usually at the top of the EDH rec because... If you're able to alt uh, Tameo with a doubling season, uh, you draw three cards, and then you get an emblem that says you may cast non-land cards from your hand without paying their costs. That never happens. It's an omniscience. Yeah. It has happened. Does it happen? It's happened. But but when I had the deck previously. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when uh, doubling season was like $30. Yeah. uh, The new Teferi, Temporal Pilgrim, because I need to draw cards. Hey, I heard drawing cards is a good thing.
1: Love that guy. And, Plus the counter synergy.
0: Yeah, I wish it was the other way around. It was whenever you put a loyalty counter on him, you draw a card, that'd be sick. No. I
2: mean for you in that deck. Yeah, proliferating. Yeah, I mean, so
0: sick. Yeah. Anyway, Narset, Partner of Ails. I'm playing Professor Onyx for that two card combo, with Chain of Smog. Of course. The game just needs to end at a certain point, and we're all very passionate about that concept.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so two I, and a half mean, hour games. There is not enough credit given to win-the-game-on-the-spot combos when you need to end a a two-and-a-half-hour game. Right.
1: It's like, yeah, we all hate, like, I mean, we're not, we all, but, like, I get that people in casual hate, like, the combo Thassa's Oracle demonic consultation, something super easy and cheesy. Yeah. But, like, if you're winning with Professor Onyx, it sticks around long enough for you to just find a chain of smog and some shit. Like, sure, pull the ripcord. Let's start over.
2: Yeah. If you can resolve a 6 CMC planeswalker and it survives for you to cast a absolutely useless sorcery (laughs) that like (laughs) you know i I, the thing i love about chain of small combo is that like when you're casting it you're either saying hey i'm gonna win right now or i'm gonna be out of the game (laughs) for as long (laughs) as it takes for me to lose (laughs) you know you just let that player discard their hand copied enough times yeah it's kind of like the world
1: gorger dragon combo where it's like if you kill it I'm out.
0: I'm not I don't lose, but I'm out. And now that I'm reading Professor Onyx outside of the Magecraft like text, which is the best part, mm-hmm. she's not that strong. No. 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 She no. just doesn't do a whole lot.
2: She's maybe the f- fifth or sixth most playable Liliana. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the only
0: reason she's that high is because of the Magecraft. Because of the combo. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah.
0: Um I decided to put Venser, the Sojourner in here. Um and just because again, for that like doubling season, you don't actually get the ult right away. But if you do happen to get to this ult, it says you can all right, minus eight, you get an emblem with whenever you cast a spell, exile target permanent. So like I said, you need a way to end the game. If you're dragging it on and you finally get to this ult and the players are just stifled by everything you've been doing, it's a great way to just like shut it up, shut it down and just end this game. Uh, I'm playing a Johnny the Great Hearted for my fractals. Creatures you control have vigilance, and then I can put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature and a loyalty uh, counter on each. Planeswalker I control one of the best planeswalkers in recent memory, which comes from Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. I've played this card in historic. I've played this card in draft, and now I've played it in commander. And it's Tamio, completed sage. Like With mm-hmm. these Phyrexian Planeswalkers, I'm actually seeing the value here. I'm seeing the power. And it was uh, when I got Wheel of Fortune, had to discard my Lightning Greaves to the graveyard. And I, ca- I picked up a doubling season, cast it, and then activated Tameo to copy, or to create a copy of my Lightning Greaves. And I created two copies and took over the game from there. It was incredible. So uh, Tameo basically reads... Uh, well, for two blue, firexian green or blue, and then a blue, uh, minus X, exile target non-land permanent card with mana value X from your graveyard, create a token that's a copy of that card. In a deck that is already playing, lots of enchantments that want to like either double the number of counters or double the number of tokens. This ability just kind of gets out of control. Can help However you-, you can double things,
2: You, it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can yeah. help you
0: reestablish your board state after people have just been fucking with you the whole time. Because that's what this deck is. It's just like, yep, I'm target number one. It does not matter who else is doing anything. Like,
1: I am the target. That plus one is also not nothing either.
0: Yeah, the plus one is uh, tap up to one artifact or creature. It doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step. So you can definitely, like, hinder a critical piece. And help it survive.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess I played it more than like, limited and stuff like that. But holy crap, did that come in handy?
0: It's so annoying. It's super annoying. Like, you (laughs) you have to give this Planeswalker multiple targets for it to tap down. Otherwise, it's just going to, like, if you can't muster another creature onto the board, if they're able to control you well enough, this is going to take over the game.
1: Yeah, I mean, in 1v1, if you can, like, have removal for the other creature and always just tapping down the one on board, it's yeah this is definitely a card i would
0: consider building as a commander in brawl just for the flexibility
1: that's what i'm getting so excited about the brawl concept for is just all these new planeswalkers coming out like now we have the option with like the phyrexian mana planeswalkers that could be your commander like that
2: commander with alternate casting costs like that's very interesting i mean that that one phyrexian mana is a turn yeah, yeah. It's, yes, a la- yeah. it's a land drop like you know uh We saw Vraska Betrayal Sting, which the difference between that at 6 CMC and 5 CMC is huge. Huge. You know? Yeah, you see, like, the... I, I guess reducing the cost of these fireworks
0: and planeswalkers, they do come in with less, like... It's almost like the
2: amount of mana you're spending doesn't scale properly, but that's
0: because you're paying life. Yeah. And, you know,
2: you're getting a turn early. And I think the design on these is really interesting, not to get like too far out of there, but like it's, you know, if you're using the Phyrexian mana, it's pretty much the choice between you can only activate the first ability or you have access to both abilities. And it's yeah. just a really cool design concept. Yeah. I if, I,
0: if I wasn't considering ripping this deck in half, I would put Nebraska, <laughs> but the betrayal thing in here. It's just so good to have that second proliferate ability on a card. It's like one of the first upgrades from the new set. I know that there's so much stuff. There's so much new stuff that can come in and help, like this attracts a
2: deck really take off. So yeah, there's um, so much proliferate support that you got. Whereas even if it's not like focused on the actual synergies that you currently have in that deck like having more access to proliferate at lower CMC cards and like more powerful cards. Yes. Like gives you so many options in Atraxa. Yeah, you need that redundancy. And that's what
0: that's what that Veraska really offers. Um, I'm also playing Ashiok, Dream Render. Uh, any of these like stacking abilities are just incredibly powerful, especially when you want to play like you want a proxy, a time twister. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's really great. It's just shutting down. I think there were so many times when I played this and it, stopped pretty much the whole table from doing whatever they wanted um and exiling graveyards not a bad
2: thing not a bad thing yeah there's so much incidental usage of the graveyard right there's yeah there's a lot of flexibility as you were just saying even in this deck where sometimes you just need to copy something out of the graveyard and you know you're getting yourself a second chance
0: it's like i'm seeing the value in a card through its incidental Targeting of cards in the graveyard. I yeah. mean, all the text on a card matters.
2: matters. Yes,
1: I think a lot of people realized how good Stopping Search is when Opposition came out. Opposition Agent came out because it's super powerful. But like, Ashiok's been here, dog. Ashiok's been doing that.
0: Yeah, and it just gets overlooked. You literally have to direct your attack
2: towards it. Otherwise, it's just going to stick. Yeah,
1: and then, like, exiling graveyards, that's not nothing.
2: Yeah, Yeah. also, keep in mind with Ashiok, you can mill yourself for four and then exile someone else's graveyard. Yes. So if you're a Mm -hmm. deck that's doing both those things, which in blue-black, you're going to be doing both of those things, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it's a really great card, and especially you know for an uncommon rarity Planeswalker.
1: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely insane.
2: Yeah, I mean,
0: uh, the Narset Parter of Ails, even then, like even that, mm-hmm. it could have been a Mythic, like, mm-hmm. it, and it would be crazy expensive, but I'm so happy they put it in uncommon just for, for us plebs out there who don't want to spend a ton of money on something that is crazy, crazy good.
1: Yeah, we're seeing that, like, you know, obviously Planeswalkers are good with Atraxa. The Planeswalkers that don't have any plus abilities and just neg abilities also great with Atraxa uh, because they've been costed as such to intentionally not have plus abilities. Right. And yet here they are getting more and more loyalty counters.
2: Yep. Yeah, Uh, there was no proliferate in War of the Spark. (laughs) Right. Yeah.
0: (laughs) No, yeah, there definitely is. Mm -hmm. Oh, is there? Yeah, in I have one card that is just like Mm. monumental to this in this deck. I'll I'll bring it up, so it'll be a little surprise for you. Okay, there we go. Stay uh, tuned. I got got three more Planeswalkers. I got Kaya, Geist Hunter, because she specifically talks about creature tokens. Um, One and only, right? We looked
1: into this. Yeah, it's the only one. So a few
0: cards. Yeah, the only one card, the one Planeswalker that talks about creature tokens and benefits them. Blank Karn, the Great Creator, another stacks piece, but also... Uh, Another way to create creatures and, um, well, get an artifact out of exile if that just so happens. Yeah, it's
2: almost like where you, because you already have proliferate, it makes dipping into a super friends type build worthwhile.
0: Yes, like these things are things you're literally having to redirect your attacks. And I have a flying vigilant death touch lifelink 4-4 that's just going to stand in the way Mm -hmm. of your most dangerous creature.
1: Pretty inconvenient. Yeah, yeah, which is why she dies a lot. That's why we kill a all the
0: time. Yeah, and then the last Planeswalker I'm playing is Elspeth Resplendent, and uh, it's a five-mana uh, Planeswalker from Nuka Penna. Plus one, choose up to one target creature, put a plus one, plus one counter, and a counter among Flying, First Strike, Lifelink, or Vigilance on it, and that is just super crucial to the Fractal strategy. While these things are just... I don't know stumps essentially with plus one plus one counters on it You're actually giving them keywords yeah giving them like first strike or flying is well, it's just
1: more plus one plus one counters to go around exactly love to see it
0: and uh, neg three look at the top seven cards of your library you may put a permanent with mana value three or less from among them onto the battlefield with a shield counter again Super relevant.
1: Yeah, proliferating shield counters. That's actually crazy.
0: Yeah. And if you have doubling doubling season out, the alt for creating five, three, three white angel creature tokens with flying, pretty damn good. Who is the planeswalker that cares about
2: shield counters?
0: Boo.
2: I think it that's pretty much is there? The another one. No, there's a white uh planeswalker that's whose like shield counters is their thing. Mm. I forget the name so I regret bringing this up in the conversation. <laughs> it might be the planeswalker we just talked about, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, what was his name? Elspeth. No, not Elspeth. Not Elspeth. It's, <laughs> it's a non-Elspeth white planeswalker who cares about shield counters. Jeez. I uh, I think a yes. recent introduction from War, uh, from War of the Spark. Put it down in yeah. the comments, y'all. Yeah. We need to know. Yeah, There's- but uh, if you're doing some of the shield counters, there is one specific guy who deals with them that I wish I could think of the name.
1: I can't think of it either. I, I really think I... All right, let's move on. I'll look into it. Evan, what else? What's your other
0: package? Oh, right. So this is just the general good stuff that kind of goes in the deck, outside of like the mana base. Um, But I'm playing Herald of Secret Streams. Again, great with fractals, plus one, plus one counters. Well, it says creatures you control with plus one, plus one counters on them can't be blocked. So again, it turns those stumps with counters on them into something of value. And that just is something the deck has... uh, really needs you you, you have to lot, have a lot of pieces stick to the board in order for this to really be a successful strategy uh even wind guide this this is the other card that cares about creature tokens specifically that fits into this deck it is a four mana so two blue and a white bird warrior with flying and vigilance creature tokens you control have flying and vigilance and then it also has embalm four Uh, a four white and a blue and you can exile it from your graveyard to create a copy of it and then it gives your tokens. Again, Flying and Vigilance super relevant when you're talking about fractals that are otherwise useless. Uh, Playing Ristic Study, card draw, nobody seems to ever want to pay... No, everyone seems to want to pay for my Ristic Study
2: triggers. I mean, because... Uh, it attracts his in em. the command zone. <laughs> hey! So might as well just screw you every yeah. way possible. <laughs> you know, uh,
0: Hadana's climb. I talked about it a little earlier at the beginning of combat on your turn, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature. And then if that creature has three or more transform Hadana's climb and it becomes a winged temple of a which has tap for one of any color or tap, uh, one, a green and a blue and itself target creature gets plus X plus X until end of turn and flying. Um, and uh, where XX is its power. So it doubles its power.
1: This card comes out of nowhere and one-shots people literally all the time. All the time. One of my favorite cards.
0: Uh, Geyer Sage for that mana. You got to get that sweet, sweet mana. Dude,
1: it's so good.
0: Uh, another card from New Capenna. It's actually from the commander decks. Resourceful Defense is shockingly so good. So good. Shockingly. It's two and a white enchantment. Whenever a permanent you control leaves the battlefield, if it had counters on it, put those uh, counters on target permanent you control and so if a planeswalker just happens to get blasted from the face of the earth or flickered it literally just moves the counters onto another planeswalker and you alt that bad boy and then move on the other one comes back and then you get new counters on it it's yeah crazy. that shit goes wild actually yeah so if you want to play blue white super friends with flicker and displacer kit and this is kind of wild for that uh but you can pay five move any number of counters from target permanent to another target permanent you control uh for both you can instances are permanents you control. Right. But yeah. Uh, the Ozolith, great stuff. Spark Double. So good. Unreal in Atraxa.
1: Spark Double is just always like, heal. you don't play me enough. Hey, I'm an amazing card. I'm finally $10. It's insane that it's only $10. Like It's better than that. It's for how few times, like literally one time it's ever been printed. It <laughs> yeah, is a cr- yeah. crazy fucking card. It's a double commander. It copies Planeswalkers. It gives you additional counters. Yep. It does a lot of crazy shit. It's crazy. It's crazy, and, and it's legal in brawl. <laughs> yes, sort
0: <laughs> uh, of truth and justice. Vorinclax, monstrous raider. This is just again another one of those counter doubling effects. Just becomes crazy it's with somewhere fractals. in the
2: text on that card. I'm pretty sure. Of that this one? Yeah, that he's doubling counters. Yes, yes. Yeah, is. I've never bothered to read that entire novel, but it says something I'm about sure it's that, on though. there, yeah.
0: Yeah, if your opponents would put a counter on something, it's minus one a counter, you know? So, like, if I were to... I think if I were to proliferate, it would just do nothing regardless for you. Is uh, it a counter of any kind, or just a no, if, if an opponent would put one or more counters on a permanent or player, they put half that many rounded mm. down. Uh, so, it's when an opponent puts a counter. So, I'm not sure if proliferate... Is affected by that or not? Uh, no? No, it,
2: you're it's, putting I the counter period. on it. Yeah. yeah, you're not the opponent.
0: All right. Uh, Astral Cornucopia, great mana rock, one of the best ones in the game for Atraxa. Doubling Season, uh, another spicy new addition from Nuka Penna. It's Agent's Toolkit. <laughs> this is a really funny one. This one's great. And I I really overextended last game to like try to make this work, but it's one of blue and a green for an artifact clue. agent's toolkit enters the battlefield with a plus one plus one counter a flying counter a death touch counter and a shield counter whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control you may move a counter from agent's toolkit onto that creature and then you can pay to sacrifice it draw a card so it has the ability of being a clue but also greater utility beyond that the thing is is that once you put a Traxa out there and this is out there you just start proliferating and then all of a sudden you're never running out of counters on this thing so you're Whatever fractals you're making are always going to have keywords. They're always going to have additional plus one plus one counters when they enter the battlefield. It kind of sounds like a worse ozolith, but in this shell, a better ozolith. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it provides like uh, more utility for mm-hmm. like it can provide death touch, flying, uh, and shield. It's so. an ozolith that
1: brings the counters to the party. Like it brings all the abilities to the table.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things where like I've thought about it where bringing Atraxa out and then putting the shield counter on it, but then you lose the shield counter on the Agent's toolbox forever. Now you proliferate the one on Atraxa, and so hopefully she doesn't get exiled and you can just keep protecting her with the shield counters. But um, here, the next card is the card I was talking about from War of the Spark that proliferates, and it's crazy. Uh, Flux Channeler.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That, is that, yes.
0: that is that set. Yeah, that is that set. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, which includes Planeswalkers, you proliferate.
1: This card's like so busted and gets like zero play. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like, it's one of those things where I thought for a long time, it said, whenever you cast a instant or sorcery, Proliferate, Yeah. But no, it's non-creature. So it's very similar in text to like Shark Typhoon or something like that, where it doesn't matter. You can play Planeswalkers with Shark Typhoon and it gets out of control. Play artifacts, play enchantments. Yeah, and it has relevant yeah. typing. It is a human wizard. Yeah. No,
1: it's a, it's actually a crazy card that nobody plays.
0: Yeah. Uh, Crystal and Crawler is the next card. Another one of the greatest mana rocks you can play in Atraxa. Uh, enters a battlefield, Pulse and Pulse and Connors on it for each Uh, color of mana spent to cast it you can remove a counter add one mana of any color esper sentinel is awesome and then beyond that the rest of the deck is mostly just mana fixing like trying to get the colors that you need to get atraxa onto the battlefield there's some protections like heroic intervention and lightning greaves Um,
2: i will say the one great nerf about atraxa is that it is a four color commander yes Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, it, for the longest time, I was like, this is viable as a competitive commander.
0: Nope. It's just the color restriction is too yeah, great. Yeah,
2: it, it's just so hard. Like, you know, uh, RNG doesn't get you every time, but it's going to happen enough where just it's the difference between your deck being viable in a match and it not being viable is just that fourth color of mana. Right. You know? Yeah, I... Uh
0: I I think that's why partners have just, like, reigned supreme for a long time. You can split up the color combination. Yeah,
2: you don't need all four colors on one card.
0: Yeah, and they still reign supreme. They're still the best commanders in the
1: game. Yeah, look at Brea. Like, competitive commander, very good, very combo-focused, but still barely gets tossed around these days because of how many better... Like, Najeela is tuna red. Like, holy shit. Yeah, a Jeweled Lotus away from a Najila. Yeah, like, how do you compare those two things? It's yeah, insane.
0: Because you can't Jeweled Lotus Brea onto, into existence. If it was, like, three of any, you know, three of any colors in any combination, you know, it's like,
2: then Jeweled Lotus would be banned. Yeah, but you know, Jeweled Lotus kind of sucks. They got yeah, a better yeah. version of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. I just
0: <laughs> looked at it recently. It's $130 on Card Kingdom.
2: That is for the basic. That's one. for the basic. I'm not the foil talking um, over a thousand a, for the board, for the with board foil. foil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It
0: was 180 for the for the foil. So let's go, baby. Yeah. If you if you got some Skrilla laying around, that's still a great investment. I, I do not know if they'll ever reprint that. I don't think they should.
1: But, I don't think it should have ever uh, happened I, to be. If Domino,
2: yeah. if Domino Remastered shows us anything, and Magic Thirty as well shows us anything, Wizards is dipping their toes into reprinting whatever they want
0: yeah i mean the great thing Uh is as far as like we talked about the life cycle of cards last week and you can check out that episode i'll post it in the description you can also find it at the end of this episode but we talked about the financial like life cycle of cards and now it's more erratic than ever because you just never know everything's tanking everyone's saying keep your hands off of dominaria remastered because it's gonna
2: plummet so, I mean there's no besides the Force of Will variants, there's nothing chase in there that you can't expect to get reprinted again. I mean it just get Dominary Remastered really exists to like give you more options for cards that you're already playing and then get some extra money for wizards there, but it's for the collectors it's going to tank value cuz you know tons of it's being printed and opened.
0: Yeah, uh, that's a little side tangent. We can probably we'll probably
1: circle back on that topic in the future. I, got more I, I mean, we should too.
2: we should check in six weeks after the release of Dominor Dominor. I think basketball. it is
1: actually giving. There's good things too because not everybody is like a intense collector minded person and getting. Worldly tutors out there yeah. in people's hands that, you know, make their green decks better is good.
2: I mean, those are cards that go without question in whatever color of mana you're using, grab that tutor cycle and just put it in your deck. Right. Like That's why not have a million start, copies of it?
1: Yeah, start building your own collection too. These cards are definitely gonna go up at some point. Yes, I think, you know, we can't really predict what's going on right now with everything, but worldly tutor's gonna go up.
0: Yeah, incredibly playable cards that now have borderless foil variants are gonna continue to climb. Like mm-hmm. you get it at its lowest point, hopefully, and then it will resurge and be back in in the market, or at least generate some sort of profit. Um, for you at, at somewhere down the line. That
1: being said, I'm still yep. waiting like a few more weeks to like buy <laughs> yeah. anything from Dominaria.
2: Yes. Finally really like dialing in on Atraxa right here.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean,
0: some of these cards are cards that I'm playing in Atraxa. You know, it's like yeah. you need the worldly tutor so that you can like go find your pieces like Dika so you can make combos happen or you can make fractals happen. You're playing Enlightened Tutor, so you can make doubling seasons happen. You're playing Mystical Tutor so you can make like other fractal things happen. What about Vampiric Tutor, though? What are you making happen with that, though?
2: Anything. (laughs) It's an unconditional tutor. You can make fractals happen. Fractals.
0: Fractal AXA. Uh, That is, yeah, so that's pretty much a a great idea of what this attracts a deck does, and it's something that is just a little bit more fun than I've seen in the past. Mm -hmm. I think it's just been savage for so long, and it has such a bad reputation, and I still hate it. I still hate how bad the yeah, you tried. is. I tried really hard. I really wanted it to come back, but I shouldn't have slapped you guys so so hard with it back in the day. Oops. He likes
1: to win? I did it to myself. <laughs> but Well, uh, we'll uh come back next week and uh see what new deck Evan has after he's completely dismantled this one.
0: It's ride <laughs> Uh, uh well, weekend, dude. <laughs> the The Liberated Primeval. There we go. Yeah, Ride Liberated Liberated Primeval is your next deck. I am super stoked to talk about
1: that eventually. Stay tuned for a little deck take. Uh Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Anybody else have anything? No, thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye-bye. All the socials down below would have been the
2: Mockstars podcast. I said bye-bye. Hey, bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye.